Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 54, but before we start, I'm just going to open with a quick word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the way you've blessed us, you've taken care of us. I thank you that you have shown us grace and mercy, that in our weakness that you can use us, and that you work mighty miracles through vessels who really are broken and really not worthy of your presence. But Father, I thank you for that grace. I thank you that we are full of grace, that you are full of grace and we've received it. I thank you that your arm, your hand is about us and that you take care of us. I thank you for the many blessings upon our lives. I pray for our nation. I pray that you would protect it and guide it. It seems like there's so many different so many different things in play, so many catastrophes across the globe, so many people being hurt, so many, so much damage being done. And I just pray for you to hold those being harmed close. I pray that you would comfort them. I pray for the leaders of this world to look out for the people, that they would not lie and not put their self-interest first, but that they would listen to your words, that you would guide them, that you would direct their path, and that you would bring peace to the individuals who are being harmed. I pray for wisdom upon our, our nation's leaders. I pray for peace upon our land. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in 54 today, and we only have about 12 more to go in this in this book and it's really to me I, I love the book I keep saying that over and over there's so much to learn and here in 54 um, it's about a barren woman and initially when I read it just as you know barren woman there's you know you've never born a child yada 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 um, I'm like what the heck I don't understand this and you know you're gonna have more children um, of the desolate woman than all those women who have had babies. And it's like, I, I don't get this. So I actually did a little bit more research, not a ton, but just enough where like, oh, okay, aha. And that barren woman is, is really, it's uh, Sarah. And it's Abraham's wife who was barren for so many years, but then late in life, um, God blessed Abraham and her with, with babies and kids and Israel was born and so was the Muslim world. And so it's one of those things that, um, it, it, it brought clarity to, to the situation and, or to the verses and I didn't do any more research. So kind of typical, I think, you know, I'm confused. I think I have an answer. And so then I run with it and uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to be, uh, researched, gained and whatnot. But again, for me, <laughs> It answered my questions. So I hope um, I hope it does yours too. Anyways, verse one. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more are children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. 
For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you says the Lord, your Redeemer. So those are some pretty Im- impactful words and some initial thoughts come to mind. But the the one that I always, not always, that I've been dwelling on a little bit is, for a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. And there's times in my life where I feel abandoned and I have felt abandoned. And I can say it didn't feel like a brief moment. It felt like a really long time. And at the time, it felt like eternity. But he did always comes back to me. And I always am blessed by the returning. It's not necessarily him turning his back on me. In my case, unlike in Sarah's, it's me turning my back on God. And then I find myself in a pit of despair, which seems overwhelming. And when I turn back to him, he's more than kind and compassionate. So this part of the the verse or the chapter speaks to me because there's plenty of times when I have felt like he's turned his back on me. But the reality is when I am honest with myself, it's the exact opposite. I've turned my back on him. And I've turned my back on his spirit, which is in me. And I'm suppressing it to the best of my ability. Verse 9. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So I don't know if that has the same bearing on those of us who aren't Sarah (laughs) Um, or Israel. Can God be mad at us? Maybe. Or maybe he's past that recognizing who we are, which he knew who we are from the beginning. And his wrath is no longer on us but our own con- the consequences of our actions are. So I know at times I sit there, I'm like, Oh God, why are you, why are you putting me through this? It's not me. It's not him putting me through it. It's me suffering consequences for my actions. And I may want to have those actions or those consequences reduced, but you know, we are living in a world and there are consequences to what we do. I throw a rock, it flies. If I throw the rock straight up and down in the air, it comes down and hits me on the head. That's the way it is. That's the nature of the earth and the world we live in. So even though we may be 
spiritual beings with a with a human body or, or a body, it doesn't mean that we don't suffer the consequences of actions. Verse 11. Afflicted, city lashed by storms and not comforted. I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis, Luzeal. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will fear. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapons formed against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Famous verse, incredible, incredibly impactful. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Are you a ser- servant of the Lord? Again, when we think about this, I, I know of pastors who've been killed in other countries. Hell, probably in our own country. So there are weapons that have prevailed against them. But what does that mean? Does that mean that their spirits were were crushed? That their spirits were killed? Or is it merely their bodies, their earthly bodies? This whole concept from, from Tozer has really kind of messed with my mind a little bit. And I, and I am trying to understand the Bible in a perspective of I'm made in the spirit or in the likeness of God and God is spirit. Therefore I'm spirit. And that's who he, that's what I'm made into. And yet I have a a physical body. So I, I hope this time in Isaiah is helpful to you. One of the things that we, we discussed at the beginning of the week was putting God first. In the Sunday mindset, we're going to go back through that a little bit, just in discussions about what does that mean to what what have I done this week to do that? Where have I failed? And what I can tell you is more about failures than successes, more about the consequences of when I don't do something, when I do get distracted right from the start in my day, what the impact is. So you know, if you're on inter- if you're on Instagram and whatnot, you, you hear uh, that famous actor, his uh, his quote being played a lot: "Put God first. And so often, that's the struggle for the believer. It's my struggle is putting him first. And in the Sunday mindset, I'll be talking about that. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care.